and welcome to mini episode 20 of Real Life Ghost Stories. How you do? I've got two gorgeous listener episodes for you today. I've done it again. It's not a listener episode, is it? It's a no. listener story. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> God's sake. And I just want to point out, you know, as grateful as, as I am that the, our listeners send us these stories and as interesting as they are, they're never really beautiful, are they? We haven't had any stories about picnics or family holidays or like I built a six foot tower out of Lego today. That's the kind of stories I'm for. I live for those. Well, maybe one of our stories today will be a story like that. Because the first story mm. comes from Dan. I didn't think you'd read the one that I submitted. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, go for it. This happened roughly 10 years ago. I was 16 at the time and my family and I had just moved into our new home in the suburbs just outside of Toronto, Canada. It was a beautiful house. Nothing about its visible architecture or aesthetics suggested haunted. However, weird things seemed to occur upon the first day of moving in. Having it be our first night, all our belongings were still in boxes and our furniture wasn't scheduled to arrive till the next day so we all slept on the floor in our respective rooms. Now, it could just have been my brain acting weird trying to acclimatise to the new home, but throughout the entirety of my first night in the new house, I could not shake the feeling that someone was watching me while I slept. You know that feeling when your parents come in to check if you're sleeping, and when you're a kid and you'd fake being asleep until you felt like they were no longer watching you? Well, it felt like that but the feeling never left. I eventually fall asleep. Not the best night rest of my life, but being 16, I could go straight 48 hours without shut eye and feel completely wired. When I woke up, I could distinctly feel that being watched feeling again. I remember waking up and facing my door, which was closed. And I remember feeling really uneasy, having a view of my door, fearing it might open on its own or something. So I turned around to face my window. I had two windows in my room and both had curtains. I shit you not, the window I happened to be sleeping next to had the curtains moving as if someone was gently brushing their fingers back and forth while the other window's curtains remained perfectly still. This was during springtime. I made sure the air conditioning wasn't on and sure enough it wasn't. My door was closed so there couldn't have been a draft. Both my windows were closed, and the other window's curtains remained unmoving, so why the fuck were the curtains nearest to me moving? I remember bolting out of my room and running to my little sister's room to tell her what had just happened. She didn't think anything of it, and choked it up to just being my imagination. Smart ass. Later that day, my sister left for a play date with her friend back in our old neighbourhood, so it was just me and my mum. Like I mentioned earlier... All of our stuff was still in boxes. However, I did have my electric guitar and amplifier unpacked, which my mom placed in the basement. Our basement was unfinished and cold, but despite all that, I actually never really had any initial fears going down there. It was the afternoon and I decided to head down to the basement to play some guitar. Having lived in an attached house prior to moving, I grew accustomed to playing guitar with headphones on so that only I could hear how shit my playing was. After a few minutes of playing, I hear this absolutely blood-curdling woman's scream. Not the kind of scream that sounds like someone in pain or distress, 
but the kind of scream you make when you want to scare somebody, like a shriek almost. It was so loud that I could hear it clear as day through my headphones. I thought I might mention that I was not listening to any music on the headphones. They were just plugged into the amp so that I can hear my guitar playing. The scream seemed to resonate around the walls after having ripped my headphones off, so I knew I wasn't imagining it. It sent my fight or flight response and I have never been so terrified in my life. At first I thought it was my mom, so I screamed for my mom to see if she was okay. I didn't get a response so I legged it up the stairs to find my mum outside gardening. At that point I couldn't wrap my head around any possibilities that produced the scream. I went outside and asked my mom if she had tried calling me or if she had heard a scream. She denied both. I told her what had just happened and her demeanour changed completely. A look of worry overtook her and she comforted me telling me that we were going to have the house blessed that coming weekend. We got our house blessed and I didn't have any more experiences after that. I still wonder if my mom had experienced something herself since she seemed so flustered and panicked after hearing my story. My family and I saved up enough money to go for a vacation and visit my parents' motherland of the Philippines. It is worth mentioning that my mom has a vibrant history of witchcraft. She never practiced it, of course, but she was the victim of having black magic performed on her, which is another story for another day. Anyway, a 26-hour flight later we finally land in the Philippines. This was a very small and poor village my parents grew up in. It was 3am by the time we arrived at my grandmother's place where we would stay the night. Although her place was accommodating in space to house a family of four, it was a far cry from the seemingly luxurious life we had back in Canada. Perhaps it was very dark. Her house did not have electricity and had a very ominous, oppressive, dark atmosphere walking into it. Usually my sister and I would be down for a little snooping, Her and I were very adventurous. However, this time round, my sister opted out. I thought to myself, fuck it, more fun for me. The house had a second floor. I scaled the first floor and started to make my way to the staircase when I just felt my body paralyse on the spot. Every fibre in my body screamed at me not to go upstairs. I saw a door that was shut at the top of the steps and something about it gave me this horrible feeling. The hole upstairs was dark, like it was off limits. I brought this up to my dad who grew up here. He told me that the room upstairs always gave him the creeps and he never went in. I asked if it was haunted and he didn't reply. Perhaps it was for the best. After getting settled in, my grandma insisted that we have something to eat so we gathered in her backyard to have a quick meal before retiring for the night. Her backyard was fenced in with brick walls separating her from the neighbouring houses. She had two dogs. I noticed some strange behaviour from them. While in the house they were very quiet and docile. However, when they were outside they seemed to be gravitating towards one side of the brick fence. They both stood in front of it, staring at it as if it was a threat and they would start barking viciously then stop and whimper and then start barking again. All of this brick fence. I learned later that a witch lived on the other side of the fence. On a side note, during the day I took a walk with my mom in the morning and when passing by the neighbouring house I saw a very frail old lady. 
Her hair was covering her face and she was hunched over and she looked like something out of The Conjuring. My mom told me not to look into her house at all costs. But back to the story. We decided it was time to go to sleep. My mom, father, sister and I all slept on the floor side by side in the living room. I was preparing myself for a sleepless night. However, as soon as my head touched the pillow, I was out like a light. The next morning, my mom seemed very on edge and more quiet than usual, like she was tiptoeing around something. My mom and I are very close and have always had a great communication. We are always transparent with each other. This morning, however, she seemed to be quite distant from me. Then she asked me, how did you sleep last night? And I answered, but just fine, actually, why? My grandma then interjects, someone was with you last night. And I thought, well, that's silly. My parents and my sister were with me last night. We all slept side by side. What, what do you mean? I told them I was confused. My mom then tells me that I was talking in my sleep. This isn't the first time she's heard me talking in my sleep. According to her, usually when I sleep talk, it's just unintelligible gibberish. This time, though, it was as though I was speaking directly to her. Last night, you kept repeating, Mom, he's here. He's here, Mom, he's here. She then tells me that she asked me who was here, and I just kept uttering, He's here, Mom, he's here. She then told me that I said, He's got my foot, he's grabbing my foot. And by this time, she was freaking out. My grandma then says, Well, maybe it was your grandpa. And my dad interjects that he wouldn't do that. We then prayed together for protection that no evil spirits attached to us for the rest of the trip. Shaken up, I decided to take a walk around the neighbourhood. I noticed that I was walking with a limp and to no surprise, I looked down to see bruises that resemble a wrapped hand around my ankle. I don't know who it was that came for me that night. And we never stayed another night there again. Okay. That first bit of the story, when they move into the new house in Toronto, the most unnerving thing about that story for me was the mum's reaction. Yes. Absolutely. What? Why <laughs> what did she them... seen? <laughs> because if I came to you and I said, oh, I heard a woman screaming, your immediate reaction would not be, let's get the house blessed. You'd no, be like... No, I'll see you later. <laughs> no, no. But in real life, you'd be like, oh, shit, I wonder what it yeah. was. Like, maybe it was next door. Maybe yeah. it was outside. Yeah. Maybe it was... You yeah. imagined it. Whatever. There'd be a million and one different things you'd go to before you'd go, let's fucking get that house yeah. best. So she must have experienced something. Yeah, absolutely. Because that is not a normal reaction, like you just said. That put me on edge to hear that, to be honest. Because it was, it was like, it's freak, it freaks me out anyway. Because I don't like the idea of curtains moving and hearing people screaming and basements in general. It was the reaction of the mum where I was just like, oh. Although it stopped, right? Once it was blessed, that's it. Yeah. Everything died down. So maybe she was saw something. And it just makes, you know, that little aside about the black magic curse spell witchcraft thing just makes you wonder if she, like, if she's just one of these people that knows. Do you know what I mean? Like She just knows. Yeah. She just knows. Um, and then all that stuff that went on in the Philippines was crazy. Like, I, what, why are you not allowed to look in the house of the old lady? Because she's a witch. So what did she curse you? Would she take your eyeballs? Yeah, or what? probably. I don't know. I don't know. Take oh. your eyeballs. What do witches do? Mm, I don't know. I don't even want to think about it. Take your heart. Cast spells on you. Do Creepy. all sorts of crazy shit. Any, any witches listening, I know that there are witches listening, by the way. 
that's not me being offensive. Like I'm only I'm, I'm only joking. I'm so aware that witchcraft is nuanced. So me trying to freak me out as well. I'm also trying to freak Dan out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I was briefly very happy for the person. Why? Because they got a good night's sleep. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's really good. But then when I found out what that person was doing in their sleep, oh my gosh. But it's imagine waking up then with that bruise. Huh. Yeah. No. I mean, I'd write the bruise off. And actually, if you woke up with a bruise, you should probably write it off as well, to be fair. I'm a very bruisy person. You are a very bruisy person. It's just the it's just the fear of everybody else having to listen to you go through that. Because the person said they didn't say anything about like having a recollection of... Oh, they had a lovely night's sleep. Yeah. Yeah, he said he had a great night's sleep. Yeah. But uh, nobody else did. <laughs> yeah. And then to find out that you've been having some kind of battle in the night and someone's been trying to get you... Well, listen, I'll tell you what, if I'm going to have any sort of battle, I'd prefer if it was in my sleep and I didn't know about it and I still won. And I woke up in yeah, the morning and, I was, and everybody else was traumatised and I was like, oh, good morning world. Yeah, I try not to think about the stuff you say to me when you're asleep. Because I think if I, like, I'm pretty sure it's coming from a very sort of slumberous place rather than anything sinister. But sometimes you say stuff to me, which is so weird. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> you need to start keeping a track of all the things that yeah. I say at night time. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Um, yeah, I did. Yeah, very unnerved at those stories. To be honest with you. Well, would you like another one? No, obviously I don't want another one. Our second story mm. comes from Amy. I have two stories for you. The first takes place my junior and senior year of college. I shared an apartment with two of my absolute best friends, plus one random girl that changed every semester. We were on the third floor of a three-storey building, so there was nobody above us, which is important. Quite often, I'd be sitting on the couch in the living room, and I'd hear my friend Julia walking around in her room. And then Julia would come through the front door, having just been at work or in the library. Nobody had been in her room. This happened often enough that I noticed its weirdness. If it just happened once, I probably wouldn't have thought anything of it. Julia was not a fan of anything supernatural or spooky and I didn't want to make it real by acknowledging it. So for the entire two years, I didn't say a word about it to anyone. Plus, it was easier to believe it was just my imagination if I didn't talk about it. I also knew it couldn't be upstairs neighbours because, like I said, we were on the top floor and it only ever came from Julia's room. On our very last day in the apartment, my roommate Riley and I were sitting on the couch, reminiscing. She suddenly got kind of serious and asked, Hey, do you ever hear footsteps in Julia's room when nobody's there? And I just about passed out at having this experience validated. She too had been too afraid to talk about it until we moved. And we'd been experiencing the same thing the whole time. After I graduated college, I decided to become a missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which I'll have to explain a little bit just for context. Being a missionary is like this. You submit an application and are assigned an area of the world by the prophet. Then you pack up, leave your life behind and dedicate yourself 24-7 to spreading the gospel for 18 months to two years. And you always, always, always have a companion with you. Except in the bathroom or at the doctor, obviously. I was assigned to the Fort Worth, Texas mission. And one of the cities I was stationed in was Temple, Texas. So the Bible Belt. We offered a service where people could order free Bibles or copies of the Book of Mormon online. 
and we would deliver it to them and talk about Jesus. In downtown Temple, there was the Kyle Hotel. It was 13 stories, built in 1928. It was quite the place for a few decades, but it's currently government-subsidised housing, and because it's old, it's pretty creepy. One day, we got an online request for a Book of Mormon from somebody in the Kyle Hotel. He had entered his name as M-O-N-T-R-A and symbol. So we went to deliver it. Turns out, this guy lived on the 13th floor because of course. When we got to his apartment, I almost immediately noticed a line of salt at his front door, which made me a little uneasy. But we knocked. He had in fact requested a Book of Mormon. Sometimes people did it by accident. He was very, very thin. He looked absolutely exhausted, dishevelled, even frightened. He was extremely pale. We asked why he wanted to read the book. He said he already had a Bible, but it wasn't keeping the evil spirits away and he was hoping this would help. So he was very superstitious. He kept his door open only a tiny crack the whole time. We explained the book, testified of Christ and got out of there. We always followed up with people to talk about the gospel, invite them to church and so on. So we went back about a week later. He wanted to come to church, so we set him up with a ride from another church member. Sunday came, and the member showed up alone. He had called and knocked, but no response from M-O-N-T-R-A and. This happened a lot, so we didn't think much of it. A week later, we went to check up on him again. Apparently, he kept his trash right by the front door of his apartment, because there was a banana peel keeping the door from closing all the way. The line of salt was still there. And we knocked. No answer. We waited another week or so before going back, but eventually we did. When we rounded the corner of the hall and saw his front door, a chill went up my spine. The banana peel was still there. In the exact same position. Which meant that nobody had gone in or out for days. We knocked anyway. Silence. Knocked again. Nothing. Knocked a third time. No movement. The entire floor was still and quiet. I decided to peek through the tiny crack in the door created by the banana peel. And I will never forget what I saw. The apartment was absolutely, completely empty. And I mean empty. No decoration, no furniture, nothing in the open cupboards, except there was one simple chair in the middle of the living room, in a circle of salt. And in that chair was M-O-N-T-R-A and, sitting straight up, staring at the front door, not moving, not making a sound. The alarm bells in my mind went nuts. I made my companion run with me and only after we were out of the building did I tell her what I saw. We were terrified. I've been confused about this experience ever since. Was he just mentally unwell? Did I see a dead body in a chair? Was he a ghost the whole time? I may never know and I suppose that's okay. What?
That's a mad story, isn't it? That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, the roommate stuff is is spooky. And fair play to you for not saying anything for two years. Yeah, I would be telling everybody. I mean, as a person that's freaked out by everything, that is the kind of response that I need from the people around me. Don't tell me the stuff. Oh, I, I would be. I would be like Juliet. There is um, your room is haunted. Just FYI. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, I hear people walking around. Occasionally hear growls and, you know. Yeah, stuff, you know. I'd definitely embellish it. I'm pretty sure there was a little girl running around up there and that kind of thing. Whereas I, I appreciate your response, Amy, for not saying anything. That's, 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 that is bold. And just confirmed by your other friend later is just freaky. The story when you're on mission, however, is I can't deal with it that is bad shit right but the thing and i was reading this story and i was thinking god did she just see a dead body yeah i feel like and i feel that part of me feels like yeah it's potentially yeah. this man died in the chair but this is going to be really gross so if you're squeamish do not listen to this next 30 seconds a dead body that has begun to decompose without any sort of treatment or medical intervention that is a smell you will never forget well, that's a good point actually you will you would not walk into that corridor with the door open and not get the stench and you would remember that smell for the rest of your life it is not a smell where you can be like you smell it and then forget about it it is specific it is enough to make you vomit you would smell it when amy was like when i opened the apartment i couldn't believe what i saw i was like oh he's gonna have you know pages of the bible stapled up and like hundreds of crucifixes and stuff and it was empty and my mind instantly jumped to that's the scene in bruce almighty when he meets God up in the office oh, that, and it's empty uh, yeah. and it's just got a filing cabinet. Yeah. And I was just like, and then I got really hung up on the spelling of his name and I was like, what does that mean? What if I <laughs> Is write? Is it a sign? Yeah. But then it just says Montrand. It's it's not, it's M-O-N-T-R-A. Is it an ambersand? Yeah. I can't remember what the. Am- ambersand. That Montrand little ambersand. And... Montrand. No, don't try and figure it out, babe. Mm. I don't, I think you'll, you'll go, you'll end up with a tinfoil hat. And I just don't, what was he like initially when they, when they were speaking about him i was just like i just felt really sorry for him because i was yeah. just like oh this guy's you know he's clearly not very well and then he freaked me out <laughs> i kind of i potentially feel like yeah maybe he wasn't very well and maybe he had died oh, i just don't know i don't I think don't he could know. have been dead though you're right i don't think he could have been dead because it doesn't take long for it to smell and it really does smell and also were... there's an element of if there's nothing else in the house is what was he hiding from? Yeah, what? but also there has to be a, there has to be a maintenance of that nothing else as well. If you survive, do you see what I mean? It doesn't. So if you just die in the middle of nothing, there would be some sign that you died because you wouldn't oh, be putting yeah. stuff away, or you'd have clothes, or just to have nothing and just to be sitting in the chair waiting for someone to open the door. And why has he not picked up the banana peel? Why has he got nothing else but a banana peel and a circle of salt around him? I get him. the salt, like that's protecting him, isn't it? But. What's the banana peel got to do with it? Yeah, but it was his trash. She said he kept his trash by the door. Yeah, but you didn't see the trash. It wasn't just a lone banana peel. But when she looked inside, there was nothing in it. There's nothing in his house. Except his trash. Didn't say that. It says he must have kept his trash yeah, by the door. He must have kept his trash. It doesn't say he did. Hang on, I'm going back to find it. Oh, yeah, she said apparently he kept his trash right by the front door. Apparently. Apparently, yeah, but that's just because there was a banana skin in the door. But she must have thought... Oh, the other side is the rubbish. Yeah. Because you don't... If it's outside, it wouldn't keep the door open, would it? 
if you enjoyed this week's stories, <laughs> you weird. can find me on Instagram, Real Life Ghost Stories. You can find Dan on Instagram at 50p Movie Club. You can find us on Twitter at Real Ghost Pod. You can send in your stories to Real Life Ghost Stories Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Real Life Ghost Stories Podcast. Give the page a like, leave a review and join our supergroup or LGS supergroup. The password is... Emma and Dan. We now have 4,000 members in the supergroup and it is a gorgeous little community. I love it and it's great. And it is a great escape from the horrors of the internet. We can just deal with the horror movies and the horror of ghost stories instead. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to support us, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories, where for $5 a month, you get access to all of our extra episodes. There is, there's well over 50 at this stage. Uh, you Also for $2 a month, you get access to... Oh, the back catalogue of 50p Movie Club, which is a little side hustle that I do with Will uh, and now Dave Keane. And we watch a movie from the 50p section of a shop called CEX and we review it and it's normally a trash movie. And on that note, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. That was weird. (laughs) 